to be followed. And he said, I'm not here so that the people can join my church or some fellowship or some organization. I've done that. I've never done that and will never do that. I have no interest in those things. But I do have an interest in one thing, to see an established relationship between the people and God. So William Brenham was not here to start a church. He was here so that people can experience a deeper relationship with God. Now, some of the people that know William Brenham, they made some remarks, like the likes of T.L. Osborne. He said, William Brenham came our way as the prophet and showed us in the 20th century precisely the same things that were shown in the Gospels. What was he referring to? When Jesus met the Samaritan woman, Jesus was able to speak to the Samaritan woman about things that happened in her life. William Brenham was able to see things that happened in people's lives and he was able to call them by names and he was able to know what diseases were from which they were suffering from and he was precise. And the likes of Tell Osborne were the eyewitnesses. And Bester says, Brenham never once made a mistake on discernment in all the years I was with him. And that covers, in my case, thousands of instances not just one, not just two, but thousands of cases. So that means in every meeting, he was precise. Now, I was reading this book by C. Dutler's Waver, where he was mentioning that actually William Brenham is the father of the Lateran movement. He said he spearheaded the revival post-World War II. And ministries such as of Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, came from the ministry of William Brenham. Now, where did it start? 1909, that's when William Brenham was born, in a log cabin house. And when he was born, there is a mysterious light that came over his bed, where he was sleeping. And I just want us to follow the journey of this life, light in the ministry of William Brenham. 1933, the same light returned when he was baptizing the 17th person at Ohio River. And when that light appeared, the voice spoke and said, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, your ministry shall forerun the second coming of Christ. And there were eyewitnesses there. It was the voice that spoke from that light. And we know that light was an engine. 1933, that is when Brenham Tabernacle was completed. Over, we've got 1,200 messages that were recorded, that were preached by William Brenham. In this tabernacle, that is where he was able to preach messages that were in line with his convictions. And he said something very striking. He says, the Truth will never make you popular, but it will make you honest. So in this tabernacle, that is where we saw the honesty of the man of God in terms of how he brought messages that were in line with his conviction, which is back to the faith of our fathers. Now, he went around the world 
seven times. Spoke to thousands and thousands of people. And the theme of his ministry was, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yes, people did, did see Jesus Christ in the ministry of William Brenham. In 1950, something mysterious happened. The same light that appeared over his bed in 1909 and the same light that appeared in 1933, it reappeared in 1950. And here is something beautiful. This picture was captured, and after it was captured, it was sent to the FBI. There was a consultant by the name of George Leslie. He looked at it and he confirmed that William Brenham, I want to tell you, this is a mysterious light. And what does this light mean to us? To us, it's the same pillar of fire that led the Israelites out of Egypt. To us, it's the same light that Paul met on his way to Damascus. And in the end time, that same light has returned. Now, 1963 was a very special year. Something mysterious happened on Sunset Mountain. It amazed the scientists when they saw a mysterious cloud over Arizona. And this mysterious cloud, the way it appeared, it was in the form of a pyramid. And what we know, William Brenham saw a vision before this cloud appeared. And he told the people that seven angels are going to step out of eternity to visit me. To give me an open book. And without that book, you will never understand the book of Revelation. It will just be symbols. It will be rituals that you don't understand. But I'm glad to say there are people that have got that book. And they've got the mysteries from that book. So in 1963, this cloud appeared. And later, when everybody wondered, because it was not a rain cloud. While everybody wondered what it meant. When they further look, they realize that if you look closely inside the cloud, you can see the two eyes. You can see a beard. It was our Lord Jesus Christ up there. It is confirmed by science. Now, these are some of the pillars or some of the things that influence the Skwasana family and that influence the people that know the Skwasanas. When William Brenham left the scene, there were certain aspects of his ministry that restored certain things in the church. One of the things, I think you saw the sisters, there is a particular way that they dress. He restored modest dressing. The way you are dressed, sometimes it reflects what is in your heart. So it's not just about music. But there is a spirit behind music. And we are very particular as to what is the spirit behind the music. We are not just dancing to the tunes. There must be a life before you bring us the melodies. One of the things that William Brenham covered is the subject of predestination. Where he spoke about Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. Where he says, according to the way he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. The beauty about this ministry, it taught us that we did not become the children of God when we, be, when, when we were born again or when we went to church. We have always been the children of God. That is why we were able to be born again. 
So somewhere in the mind of God, you are a thought of God expressed in your time. And you can never become a, the weight unless you were a thought. You can never go where you have never been to. If we say you are redeemed, that means there is a place where you need to be redeemed back to. You've got to be redeemable. Another thing that he, he, he told us and that he taught us that was very close to our hearts or that is very close to our hearts, it's, it's a simple thing that I'm going to say is that the Father is the Son and the Son is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the Father and the Father is the Holy Spirit and the Son is the Holy Spirit. Maybe some, some don't catch it. God can never be three. It is one God that expresses himself in three offices. I am a husband. I am a pastor. I am a colleague. But that does not mean I'm three. But if you don't know me, you'll think I'm three. But you see, the beauty about the ministry of this man that I'm talking about, when you look at Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Stay with me. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God, and the weight was God. So if you read the Bible like a newspaper, you are going to be confused because John chapter 1 came before Genesis chapter 1. So there was another beginning before the beginning of Genesis chapter 1. But, but he is beautiful. Moses was able to see Genesis chapter 1. John was able to see in the beginning when the way it was with God and the way it was God. But William Maren Brenham was able to see God before he became God. Now, somebody say, what does it mean? Was there ever a time when God wasn't God? Yes. Because if God, the way God means an object of worship, if there was nothing to worship him, that means he couldn't be God. So there, he was there as an Elohim. And William Branham went back to the back part of the mind of God and he came back and he said he loved fatherhood. You, you, you must remember as Elohim, he was there, he had thoughts. But in him were attributes, and one of the attributes was that he was going to be a savior. Another attribute was that he was a father. Another attribute was that he was a son. Another attribute it was he was the Holy Ghost. So all those attributes were in him, and they had to be expressed. So we can't make you a child of God today. We can only trace you back whether you were in the mind of God. And, and, the, and the best instrument to, to trace you, we've got to go to John chapter 1 and say, in the beginning was the weight. And we check whether were you part of the weight. And when the weight was with God, were you part of the weight? And when the weight was God, were you part of the weight? And, and if, if you were there, when the weight is made flesh, you will become the weight made flesh. that William Brenham taught us, they can never be learned from a Bible school. How do you explain this one when Jesus says, unless I go, the comforter will not come? Why couldn't you have Jesus and the comforter at the same time? 
I am on stage as I speak. If I want to change into something and become a musician, I must go backstage. And I must change my costume and come in a different costume. But if you don't know me, you will be saying, that guy that was wearing a white suit and the guy that came was wearing a, 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 a black suit, hey, those two gentlemen. But those that know me, they know that I'm the same person. I went backstage, changed the costume, and came back in a different costume. Jesus and the Holy Ghost is the same person. He taught us something about marriage and divorce. There is a way to approach marriage. There is a way to stay in marriage. And William Brenham was there to restore those things. Before I go, people, some of us, before we knew or became students of William Brenham, we were baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we thought it made sense, but we realized later that it was nonsensical. Because you see in the name of Father, but Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. You can never write a check in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It will bounce. It, there must be a name. And I, I, I can stand here boldly and say, if you have been baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that your baptism has bounced. And, and I'm here to tell you about Acts 2, verse 38, where they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in conclusion, I can say, we have been restored by the restored weight through a vindicated messenger. His name is William Miron Brenham. Thank you. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise this evening. Blessed be the name of the Lord.